water in his veins. I couldn't think of a better place to end the street than Death Valley, South Carolina, baby. Guys going down, guys stepping up. That's what football is all about. And they say we can't do it. What they say now. Welcome back to the Clemson Podcast. Realignment is back, and the Pac-12 imploded faster than the Titans submersible. Tennessee lost 28 scholarships, which NCAA authorities said matched up with the average IQ of the fan base. College football season is back, and life is good. Welcome back to the Clemson Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Nick, joined tonight by Jarrett. We are the Clemson Podcast, and it is so good to be back, Jarrett. Thanks, everyone, for enduring yet another off-season hiatus from us. What can I say? We were too lazy to pod, but here we are. We are back. Um, Jared, before we get started, I want to ask you, which camera got more action this summer? The Athens PD mugshot cam or TJ Dudley's phone? Wow, that is a, uh, that's like the million dollar question on who wants to be a millionaire. And like, I'm going to need almost all my lifelines because it's pretty damn close. There's always people getting arrested in Athens, but man, the way I hear those only fan subscriptions just kept climbing. I think they really just wanted to push my man out because he was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Hold him down. Um, well, cool. Well, um, yeah, this is our first show back. You know, we're just getting into it. Um, here it is 10th of August when we're recording this, who knows when it's going to go live on the internet, but, um, we'll get it out soon. And what we're going to do here, Jarrett, um, I think we kind of connected on this. We're going to do a few rapid fire shows here for the next couple of weeks before we really get into our season previews. Uh, make some predictions, look at the schedule, all the normal stuff that we do. Uh, we'll get Ben, we'll get Cody back on the pod for those. Probably do some interviews here coming up soon. But I figure while you know you and I have the motivation, the time, we've been doing a lot of reading and research, um, let's just hit a couple quick shows. Um, we'll do one this week, one next week, and see where it takes us. Um, so for this first one, we're going to take a look at the roster and really the turnover coming into this season for the 2023 Clemson Tigers. Um, let's take a look at who's gone, who left from last year's team, who are the household names that left, and more importantly, who's really leaving big shoes to fill. Like, who are we going to miss this coming season, either because these guys were legends or we're a little worried about the depth chart. We're just unsure what's going to go on. Um, I think there's just plenty of names here. I think this is going to be an interesting discussion. So um, with that, you know, I think we can also wrap up. I know we've got a few camp nuggets to cover as well um, coming out of the fall camp that's been going on. So um, we'll hit that before we wrap it up, and then um, we'll holler back at, the, at the, the listeners next week. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Beautiful. Um, why don't we start on the offense? You know, big names that have turned over year over year, either due to the draft, due to the transfer portal, or, you know, just straight up being old. Um, who's out? Biggest name, obviously, is Billy Wiles, you know, Fourth string quarterback. We we're really sad to see Billy go. Um, solid Clemson Tiger. Uh, also from the quarterback room, DJ Uyunglele. Um, little known, little known guy. Transferred out here to Oregon State on the West Coast. Um, what it, you've been following DJ use exploits since since he transferred, Jarrett. What are our thoughts on DJ leaving? 
Well, the DJ era is finally over and, you know, the guy had lots of um, character. I'll say that. And, you know, you can't intercept character. And I would say that uh, from what I've heard and read, he's been, he's been doing all right at Oregon State. And I think he's actually sharing first team reps with the incumbent quarterback. Went four for six uh, in their little scrimmage, threw a pick, had a drop. So we just wish him well. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait till they build the Billy Wild statue. A lot of ink's been spilled. We've talked a lot about DJ. Again, you're right. We do wish him the best. Really going to be watching that quarterback battle closely. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can go watch a Beaver game down here in the Bay, depending if timing lines up. Could be cool. I'm in. Um, other guys on the offense that are out, impact players from last year, left tackle Jordan McFadden. I believe he was drafted by the Chargers. Jarrett, um, really, he, there was a chance he was going to come back for one more year, but obviously he made the right call mid-round draft pick going to the Chargers. J-Mac does leave a hole. Obviously, we need all the O-line continuity and capability that Clemson can have. Um, so sucks that he's out. I will say, I think there's optimism, though, on the O-line. You know, there's a decent amount of returning snaps coming back, not necessarily starting snaps. Guys have shuffled positions a little bit. I don't see this. But let's hope there's not many moments this season where we're like, man, we missed J-Mac, you know, but I guess that's always possible. True. Yeah, the, uh, a lot of people don't realize J-Mac was playing injured a lot of the season. And so to give all that he had and repeatedly just go out there and uh, put it on the line for us, we're definitely going to miss him. Would have loved for him to come back. But I feel pretty good about uh, the, the talent we have. Uh, we'll get into that. But, you know, so there's a five-star guy that's been waiting his turn. It's his third year. So hopefully this is uh, what we've been waiting for. No doubt. Uh, Davis Allen, also gone tight end, very capable, um, really had a breakout year last year. Um, I think we, we were always bullish on that guy, but uh, lived up to the hype. I think he made DJ look really good at times during the season last year, especially in the red zone. So, um, you know, bummed to see Davis Allen go. I don't think we're going to miss him too much if Jake Brinning Sewell can kind of step into, into the expectations that, that he set through his own play on the field. And I think what we, what we've seen out of him in camp so far. So, um, tight end should be hopefully a strength in this offense. I don't know, Jared, if you've done research on the Garrett Riley offensive playbook and approach and how they utilize the tight end, uh, but that's something that, you know, will that's a, that's a big variable from last year as well. Is sort of the, the scheme, right? Yeah. Yeah. Riley likes to play in space. He likes to um, line up the same way and do multiple different things. And he really likes to dictate whatever he wants uh, on the offense. So I can definitely tell that the uh, offensive players are excited about that. And you know that uh, if he likes to play in space, he's going to be attacking the space. I don't even remember the word for it. It's been so long since we got to talk about it. It's the middle of the field, something. Middle, middle? of the field. Is that how you say it? Nice. I think so. All right. Yeah, let's hope. Um, pass catchers. Clemson actually had three, three uh, Tigers depart from the wide receiver room. Um, they got some snaps last year. It was Joe Ngata, EJ Williams, and Dakari Collins. Um, Dakari left during the middle of the season, you know, separated, now estranged from brother, twin brother, Bo Collins. Um, hopefully those guys have mended fences offline, but they won't be suiting up anymore. Um, he's at NC State. Um, EJ Williams transferred. I think he was searching for a school, finally landed at Indiana. Um, and Joe Ngata, 
uh, decided to go into the NFL drafts. Um, believe maybe he's a practice squad guy or in NFL camps here in the, in the preseason. Um, but in terms of just, you know, catches, impact on this offense, touchdowns, um, you know, you never, never want to see depth in the wide receiver room go away. Uh, but I think really Angata is going to be the one guy we would miss the most from that room. I think we're all really bullish on the freshman coming in and the wide receiver ranks. Um, we got some injuries still from guys that are perennially injured. So that's not great news. But um, yeah, I, I, I kind of think Joe Angata should come back. Yeah. It, uh, I'll never remember, never forget the first fall camp and they asked who's standing out as a freshman and, and Dabo just kept saying Ngata and we had to wait three or four years to really see it and for him to stay healthy. And, um, he, he had moments where he shined and yeah, he, I think he could have used another year of polish, but you know, you got to make a, a business decision sometimes. Yep. We wish him well. Um, Kobe Pace has also moved on and, um, Lastly, impact guy, a legend, BT Potter, you know, scoring points, um, had a rough final game as a tiger in the orange bowl, which must, he must have had food poisoning or something that was just so mm-hmm. out of character. Um, but wish him the best in the NFL kicker, huge question mark for this season, Jarrett. So, mm-hmm. um, we won't, we don't have to dwell on that too much, but we will miss you BT. Why don't we flip it over to the defense? This one's tough, Jared. A lot of, a lot of regret uh, from some of the guys leaving. Trenton Simpson, I'm, I'm going to list him first. Um, complete stud. You know, gave gave Clemson a lot of good good snaps across the linebacker uh, positions during his time. Um, great to see him get drafted. Um, yeah, just we're going to miss Trenton Simpson, even though we have a really solid starting linebacker core this year. Um, very tough to replace his influence and his impact. Yeah, uh, and his story was awesome too. Coming from Charlotte, getting the last minute offer, and uh, I still remember he, that he video. came in after Flo, right? Flo yep. committed to Oregon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it would have been it would be great. We definitely used a little extra linebacker depth, but we're gonna make do with what we got. Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of depth and making do, defensive end position, Miles Murphy, um, mm-hmm. complete stud, first rounder, departed. Um, top 10 pick and you know obviously I think he had you know Dabo had some comments that were thinly veiled pointed at Miles Murphy um, I think we called him what were you calling him the the Sebago loafers hush puppy <laughs> loafers something like that yeah yeah who knows but he definitely if I if, if he could have came back I would have preferred freshman or sophomore Miles Murphy I, I'm not privy to what was going on but it almost kind of seemed like Either he was checking out to go to the NFL or maybe just wasn't getting the looks that he wanted. But yeah, he incredibly talented person and um, wish him well. Totally. Complete stud, you know, very, very deserving of um, being part of that fraternity of Clemson D Lyman. <coughs> um, another one, another legend, uh, Brian Brzee. Uh, mm-hmm. Really tough to see him go. Very happy for him. And, I think, um, again, where he got drafted, solid business decision, especially with his injury history. He just you know, wanted to see him cash in the chips if he could. Um, but, man, I, I can't help but think, Jarrett, that there were a lot of disruptive, dominant plays from him that we didn't see that we were robbed of, mostly due to injury, not necessarily an early departure. Yep, definitely. There's, there's people like that. I mean, 
I mean, I can even think of with Dexter Lawrence, there was, you know, he had some injuries when he was banged up and it's like, you want him to, you really hope you get to see these kids always live up to their talent every year. But unfortunately that's just kind of not how it goes, especially playing such a, um, uh, impact driven sport, uh, as you know, the D line. Osterine is a bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and lastly, another another legendary guy really came into his own last year is at the defensive end position was KJ Henry, a five star guy. Really stuck it out. Um, saw a lot of guys go before him, you know, get their flowers. So uh, KJ Henry, we wish him the best as well. Um, I think with the COVID year, he might might have been able to get like a sixth year of eligibility to come back. But um, again, like great to see KJ go into the league. Yes, agreed. Um, that kind of does it for the real impact starters from last year's defense. There were some depth guys, though, that, that will be departing the team. Um, from the linebacker core, uh, Levante Bentley, and then the guy we've already mentioned, uh, TJ Dudley. Uh, we were expecting him to be a backup linebacker, potentially get some reps on the, the D-line. You know, he, he was dismissed from the team uh, for uh, non-team-centric behavior. We'll just call it that. Um, I think we've already touched on some of the reasoning there. And Sergio Allen announced his transfer as well. Um, so good amount of linebacker depth left this team. Levante Bentley being the one guy that you know got mm -hmm. a ton of snaps and tackles in past seasons. Um, he's going out to Colorado to play for Prime, so that'll be interesting. Um, and then in the secondary, Fred Davis, he's out. He's going to UCF. I think he's still got mm -hmm. legal challenges um, happening in Clemson coming up. So. Um, he's going to be out and it, that kind of does it for the big names on the defensive side that we won't have on the team. Um, mm -hmm. Why don't we pivot Jarrett? And I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but you know, who, who do you really think are going to be the guys that this team this year, when the dust settles on the depth chart, like who's, whose departure is going to be felt the most. And let's maybe start with the defense. Sure. Defense. I'm going to go with Trenton Simpson. Um, he played out of position last year. I think this year, if they could have squared that away, gotten him more reps um, where he needed to be, uh, could have kept him around. I think he could have gotten some more development. The guy was just a freak athlete. Um, I know that we've got Barrett Carter and Trotter and Wade Wood as, but he gets a little thin after that. So I would love to have that caliber of athlete selfishly just on the, on the shelf, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Um, I, I'm going to go with Miles Murphy. Um, tempted to go with KJ Henry because I think Xavier Thomas can give you a good proxy for what Murph did. Um, mm -hmm. KJ seemed to be more a guy that was really versatile um, and just had a motor. You know, he would never give up on plays. You would always see him kind of, you know, you could call it maybe a, um, a coverage sack, but KJ was there to clean it up usually. But I just think teams had to double Murph, right? Like he was just a disruptive force on the end position. We will see if XT can stay healthy. We will see if he can demand a double team like that. So I think for me, we're going to end up being like, man, like what's going on with the line? Like, why aren't we getting that pressure? You don't have a guy like Murphy there pulling a double team, opening things up for the D tackles, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that's my answer. Nice. I'd entertain Brzee though, because his dad was certainly entertaining on the sidelines. <laughs> so honorable yeah. mention. Yep. Uh, how about on offense? Where do you think we're gonna gonna feel the the absence most? Hmm, I think the absence the 
most is probably I'd probably say a pass catcher. I'd probably go with Davis Allen just because, you know, play two tight end sets, um, have some versatility. You know, I'd, I'd take Allen over Ngata just because Ngata just really struggled to stretch the field to get separation. Allen was, like you said, a, a weapon in the red zone. So, yeah, that's my pick. Um, I don't think that we're in trouble in tight end at tight end unless Brinning still gets injured. But, um, yeah. Yeah, you got like Sage Ennis and Josh Sapp backing him up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, I think Davis Allen, that's a great answer. Um, I'll probably go probably go BT Potter here, to be honest, I think. Um, let's hope Robert Gunn III figures this stuff out and, you know, becomes nearly as automatic as Potter. But I think it's going to be hard to have like a fourth-year kicker uh, mm-hmm. replace them with a first-year guy. Basically, he I think Robert Gunn III was on the team last year, but you know, red shirt freshman calling that. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I think that, I think we're going to miss him. Things can be evident. It's a great call. Cool. Well, um, you know, little tough to talk about who's left, obviously a lot of hope and excitement for who's coming in, you know, new guys that'll start at their position, new impact freshmen. We're going to hit that in our next show. Uh, Before we wrap here today though, wanted to give, you know, an opportunity for us to cover, some of the nuggets coming out of fall camp, you know, that we've picked up from some of the beat writers, all those Clemson beat writers do an amazing job. You know, I think across the podcast, we try to subscribe to all of the, you know, noteworthy Clemson beat um, publications and platforms and websites. So please keep it up. Um, but yeah, Jarrett, I mean, what are the, what are maybe some of the highlights that you're feeling in the first few days of camp? Um Anything that stuck out or surprised you based on expectations? I would say something that's sticking out is these uh, two freshman wide receiver, Tyler Brown and Tink Kelly. I think we're going to need all the help we can get, even with Bo being healthy, with Williams taking the next step, and with Randall being healthy. <clears throat> the more people we can have in the wide receiver room that can you know, just be that freshman Antonio Williams that we saw last year, it's going to make a big difference. Um, I would say I want to see that. And I kind of want to see XT uh, decapitate somebody. Okay. Interesting. uh, (laughs) Interesting mix. But yeah, I think I I was going to pull up um, the uh, TCU, like number of different guys that had like over, over 10 catches. And Mm -hmm. um, it looks like they had one, two, three, 10 guys on the team get more than 10 catches. Um, wow. 10 not being that many, you know, in a, they played, I think, a 15-game season. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, really a lot of distribution of the ball. I think when you think of Clemson's depth chart, I think you're absolutely right. Like, we we sort of have three clear-cut and dried contributors. You, we were hoping Spectre would be maybe the fourth guy that would be that's in that solid rotation. Um, after mm-hmm. that... I think we've always been bullish or optimistic about what Stilato could do. Uh, but yeah, it's really good to see two freshmen come in and be able to, you know, shine in camp like that. Um, I was even thinking like Noble Johnson that was mm-hmm. going to be a guy that um, he might lead the way from the, the freshman coming in, but it's really those other two guys that you mentioned. So um, this bodes could well for so. the future of that room. It's a, yeah, it could, could obviously still happen. We have definitely set our piece on the Tyler Grisham experience and just development of these receivers. It's very hard to divorce past wide receiver 
impact from the scheme that was being run and the guy throwing them the ball. So mm-hmm. uh, those two things have turned over here. I think this is going to be a year where we see uh, how much I think we'll really get to see Tyler Grisham's coaching and development on display mm-hmm. uh, because he's going to have basically the Bro- the Broyles Award winner uh, calling scheme and a five-star Texas quarterback uh, throwing the ball. No doubt. And uh, as you kind of alluded to earlier, you know, Stilato and Spectre are still injured from what we're seeing. Um, but, you know, like you said, you know, the offense – Everybody has a ton of confidence in Riley. Everybody says he's the best and they know he's the best. And, you know, even the defense, I think Barrett Carter was saying that the offense is frustrating to play against because they're very fast, very multiple, and they just kind of do what they want. So that's, that's good. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. I'm realizing um, Jared, two things. Number one, we haven't mentioned Cole Turner's name yet. I think a lot of Clemson fans are amped up on Cole Turner because of the game he had in the, Orange Bowl, right? That was his breakout? Or was it the uh, ACC championship? championship? Okay, yeah. Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Contributed in both, obviously. But yeah, the Charlotte game was his big one. Um, And then Will Taylor has actually left the team, left the program. So Mm -hmm. um, he, you know, we should have had him at the first part of the show. We're just getting back into podcasting, everybody. Email Jarrett at podcast.com for your (laughs) refund check. He's got it covered. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, like the depth isn't there as much. Great to see these freshmen coming in. Um, what else is coming out of camp? Anything, anything else related to like the O-line? I know half of what we get is coach speak and you can't really, mm-hmm. really take anything away, but. Yeah. One of the things is, uh, you know, with J-Mac gone, it's Tristan Lee season. So five-star guy came in kind of really suspiciously, usually we have a five-star alignment they kind of make an impact and you know it's all Blake Miller last year and no Lee still is a sophomore so from what we're reading Lee seems to be holding his own saying it's not perfect but he takes everything very seriously which is good we need a great lockdown left tackle um, and then I think the biggest thing with the O-line is we're going to have more depth versus playing the same five guys for like 90 percent of the snaps I think if we can do that have depth I'm already hearing that the O-linemen are doing a lot more conditioning. The weigh-ins, they've dropped weight a, a little bit. So it looks like, you know, they're ready to play in space. They're ready to run over people, you know, get to that next level and block. What game of the season do you think Zach Owens, Flapjack, is going to be starting? I think in week three? Hmm. I think give him – I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to put him to start uh, – at FSU. All right. I think it's going to be flapjack season. Flap, we're going to flap the Seminoles. That's right. Um, Flapjack's a, a great guy. We wish him the best. Uh, true freshman coming in. He's going to be a legend. Might take him a minute, but that's what that's what the O-line. That's what happens. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, what's going on on the defensive side? Are you hearing anything about the end position? I know that's the big one. XT. He's going to decapitate someone, as you said, but um, what's going on on the, on the defensive line? I mean, defensive line, you, you have XT, you have Maskell. Um, you're going to see people rotate around and play different positions, whether that's uh, Peter Woods kind of sliding out. Um, you know, you've got uh, Cade Denoff, who I think it's his third year perhaps or, or second year. Um, I think the biggest – there's just so much unknown at defensive end. 
probably in my opinion, more than any other uh, position on the defense, maybe even yeah. on the whole team. Yeah, no, you're right for sure. I mean, again, there's so much mm -hmm. talent in the, in the locker room, like on the team that it's yeah. likely a matter of who does, who does step up, who does emerge. Um, mm -hmm. But this is interesting where you can actually see, and this is what happened during the championship seasons. You had freshmen stepping in to contribute, you know, at least in the, yeah. the 15, 16 run um, mm -hmm. where, you know, it was Austin Bryant, it was Christian Wilkins. Um, mm -hmm. Or do you have sort of like a Kevin Dodd situation where it's a guy that's been waiting his turn to emerge. I know Maskell has been on the field a ton, but you know, maybe this yeah. is an opportunity for him to do that. So um Again, we're we're bullish, you know, uh, Nick Eason, Lemansky Hall, like those dudes mm -hmm. know what's up. They know what they're doing. They've coached the best. They've recruited the yeah. best. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I mean, let, let's see what we see against Duke. It probably is going to be that Florida State game before we really mm -hmm. know who, who's got it going on at DE. Yeah, it's definitely true. I feel like we have three or four solid D ends and like four D tackles and like seven other guys that could be anywhere else on the line. Yeah. Awesome. So. Um, any other parting fall nuggets or should we wrap it up? I think well, I'm just excited to see people healthy. Uh, I I'm glad that, you know, we're going to have Riley and Chad, which is rad. So in case you didn't know, Chad Morris is back. So he's going to be an analyst. He's not going to be calling plays, so calm down. But he'll be uh, reviewing film and uh, putting all the Red Bull he can into his pockets. So um, just keep that in mind. Good, man. I think let's keep, let's keep bringing on the grad assistant and volunteer contributors. Um, mm -hmm. Let's get Terry Bowden back, man. Turnip seeds in the house. Bad turnip seeds back. We got Thad. We got Chad. Yeah. We got Clay Sweeney's dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's good. But that's right. Your rap career could take off if you keep going. So we better be careful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you know where to find us on social media. Uh, subscribe. Tell a friend about the podcast. It's really the time of year where most people start tuning back in. Um, understandable if you if our podcast has fallen out of your feed so you know again please please resubscribe helps us out with the distribution um, stay tuned next week we'll have another show coming at you guys probably an abbreviated one like this one before we really get into the uh, the earnest preview stuff and look at the schedule and really look at the position battles that are coming down so um, a lot of good football you know to enjoy here keep it keep it tuned in you know stay close with all of the camp camp reporting that's coming out we will too um, thanks for listening and as always go tigers